Welcome to Christchurch Manchester Sermon Podcast. CCM is one church that meets every Sunday in various locations across Manchester. For more information about who we are or about our Sunday meetings, please visit www.christchurchmanchester.com. Right, it's great to be with you all this evening. I wonder if what has changed for you in the, the in these last few weeks and the coming months and the plans that you've made. I've had to do two or three things. One is I've had to cancel a holiday and uh, lose my deposit, but hey, that is pretty minor, I guess, than uh, a lot of people. What is a little bit more major, um, potentially, is uh, I should be having an operation to um, clear some of my breathing um, difficulties, and uh, it's not ultra urgent, but important, but that has been now bounced back and back and back. So that's, uh, um, you know, it's um, a plan that we'd made that's now not going to happen. I've, uh, other colleagues of mine were going to move house. That's not going to happen for them. And another was just starting to prepare for retirement this year, suddenly seeing their whole pension tank in terms of the um, uh, share price and everything. And so what looked, you know, was a reasonably good pension. Now, it's, if you start taking it now, not, not easy. So lots of plans that actually are completely changed. We had series for the church. We had many different things for the family, church family, and even to go away for a big Bible week. All those have now changed. Proverbs 16.9 says this, we can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. That is nothing more kind of relevant in this time than that verse. We can make our plans, but the Lord um, determines our steps. And I want to just read... Uh, some verses from John 13, and it's uh, <clears throat> actually um, uh, opposite for this season because uh, it's leading up to Easter. And uh, with everything that's going on, some of us might have forgot that Easter is actually only a week or two away. And, uh, uh, but it's kind of just got lost a little bit, I think, in, the, in all that's going on. But the reality is Jesus we read here is actually preparing for his death. He's preparing for what we know as Good Friday. So just read a few verses. It says in John 13, verse one, before the Passover celebration, Jesus knew that his hour had come to leave this world and return to the father. He had loved his disciples during his ministry on earth. And now he loved them to the very end. It was time for supper and the devil already prompted Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to portray, portray Jesus. Jesus knew that the father had given him authority over everything and that he had come from God and would return to God. So he got up from the table, took off his robe, wrapped a towel around his waist and poured water into a basin. And then he began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with his towel he had around him. And when... Jesus came to Simon Peter. Peter said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? And Jesus replied, don't you understand now what I'm doing? 
but some you don't understand now what I'm doing, but someday you will. No, Peter protested, you will never ever wash my feet. And Jesus replied, unless I wash you, you won't belong to me. And so Simon exclaimed, then wash my hands, head as well. Lord, not just my feet. But Jesus replied, a person who has bathed all over does not need to wash, except for his feet, to be entirely clean. And you disciples are clean, but not all of you, for Jesus knew who would betray him. What, that is what he meant when he said, not all of you are clean. And after washing their feet, he put on robe again and sat down and asked, do you understand what I was doing? You call me teacher and Lord, and you're right, because that's what I am. And since I am your Lord and teacher, I've washed your feet. You should wash each other's feet. So this was uh, an amazing time. It was a time that in a sense, was quite normal for the disciples. Over years, they would have gathered with their families uh, for the Passover. And now they were gathering uh, for another Passover with their friends, the disciples, and with Jesus, their master. Um, they knew things were different. They knew that although the Passover was a routine, something similar, Actually, the whole atmosphere around them coming to Jerusalem was different. There was people cheering them as they came in, that Jesus was talking about death and, and things that they wouldn't quite get their head around. They just were not sure where it was all going. They just knew that it, it, there was change happening. And uh, the first thing I want to kind of draw out this uh, the reading here it says Jesus knew that the hour had come to leave this world and return to the Father. This moment in Jesus' life was preordained by God. God was totally in control. It says Jesus knew. In fact, he he'd said earlier on, months or years earlier, when they wanted him to go to I think Jerusalem, he said, "My time has not come." So. There's a sense that even through some of the most tragic things that were going to happen, and that there's nothing more tragic that was going to happen to Jesus, there was a perfect timing for it. And it is important that what looks out of control, what looks like this pandemic is kind of, you know, how is it ever going to end? That actually we have a sovereign God who somehow allows things to happen, he doesn't send pandemics, but some. But we have a this kind of belief that ultimately the maker of heaven and earth, that his timing is perfect. And uh, that has got to give us real encouragement for this time, that actually God's plans, as I said um, earlier, we can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. And we're going to believe that the Lord is determining our steps as well as Jesus' steps at this time. So that's the first thing, to keep hold of the timings of God. And uh, church history shows us, even when all the, in China, when all the missionaries were thrown out, actually a few, hundred thousand, a few thousand believers became millions because God's timing was right. It was the right time. Didn't look it at the time, but effectively God has intervened. 
So that's the first thing just to pull out of this. The second is this, it was time for supper and it says the devil had already prompted Judas son of Simon Iscariot to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the father had given him authority over everything and that he had come from God and would return to God. And I'm just fascinated in the midst of the text here talking about Judas Iscariot, talking about one of his close friends actually going to betray him. Jesus had this total conviction that all authority was given him. And sometimes when I think of that, when I think of Jesus having all authority, I tend to think of it in context of healings or deliverance or calming a storm or feeding 5,000 people. You know that if you said when Jesus has all authority, what comes to your mind? You tend to think of the miracles. You tend to think of praying for God to change things, for God to intervene. And, you know, I'll get to that in a minute because that is all true. But the context here is actually that Jesus was going to go through with what has planned. He was going to be betrayed by Judas. He was going to be put on trial with trumped up false charges. He was going to actually have lies said against him. He was going to be mocked and he was going to have to suffer a horrible death. So and it's almost like if I'm thinking of authority, I'm thinking authority, Jesus, get the angels in now. <laughs> Bring the whole host of heaven now to stop this. And I think that's what the disciples, if they quite clicked in what was going to happen. But authority for Jesus was the confidence actually to face even tragedy. And I think that's important for us when we're looking and praying and when we'll have loved ones who are going to be hurt, we're going to have people unemployed, we're going to see breakthroughs of God, but we're also going to have to face some really difficult things. And, um, you know, I, I know that not having an operation puts me a bit at risk, actually, because breathing is one of the, the things. And, and, you know, I'm praying, God deliver me. And I know my wife probably is more. Um, the reality is, though, I need to understand that whatever I face, I face with the authority of God. And I think that is sometimes not quite seen that way. Do you understand? It's almost like we look at defeat, death, etc. But actually, and then that's not authority. That's kind of, we lose. But actually, no. We live and die with the authority of God. And Jesus said, Jesus knew that the Father had given him authority over everything and that he had come from God and would return to God. So he knew actually the bigger picture, that authority for him was nothing was going to stop the fact that he was going to return to God. It was through a tragic death when he would take the sins of the world, when it would be the most awful cataclysmic event ever known on planet Earth. But actually, he knew the authority that God had given him, that 
the destiny was assured. And you know, that is really, really important. Our destiny is assured. That we've, God has saved us <laughs> and God will deliver us. God will bring us to a, his eternity with him. So be confident in the authority of God to be able to face difficulty. But also let's be confident in the authority of God to change history as well. Because actually, you know, Jesus said this, if you've got faith as a bit of a mustard seed, you can say to a mountain, move, and it will move. He said to this, pray for the sick and they will get well. So it's, we have to live in this tension of be, believing that we're living the now and not yet. But actually, sickness and death will be here until Jesus comes again. That, and then there'll be a new heaven and a new earth. There'll be no more crying, no more sickness, no more death. But actually, Jesus came walking this earth saying, the kingdom has come. The kingdom has come now. And so we can pray for this pandemic to stop. So we're not fatalists. Knowing that the authority of God will keep us for eternity doesn't make us fatalists. Knowing God is in control doesn't mean that we're passive. It gives us confidence to say, come on, God, you said, let your kingdom come on earth. There's no death in heaven. <laughs> There's no sickness in heaven. So we have the authority also, which Jesus showed for three years and then said to his disciples, go into all the world now and preach this gospel. So really, really important. And then the third thing, which really kind of shocked the disciples, is he said he got up, verse four, he got up from the table and took off his robe and wrapped a towel around his waist and poured water into a, a basin. You see, they had all arrived and there was no slave there. There was no servant there. And they would have all looked at each other. They would have all looked at the basin because there was always a basin there because etiquette said that your feet need washing. You know, for me, in the UK, it's not something we do when you arrive at somebody's house. But, you know, every society has different customs, especially at hospitality and welcome. I remember being invited by some um, Asian people a few years ago, this is in the UK, for a meal. And when we arrived, uh, we sat, they sat us down at the table and there was just two chairs for Mary and myself. And the uh, the host, the couple, they stood back and then they brought the food. And I was kind of, I said, are you not going to sit? And, and I suddenly realized, that actually, I was the pastor that they had invited, an honored guest. And actually, in their custom, in their way of doing, that actually, they, want, they, needed, they wanted to serve us. Now, for me, I felt really uncomfortable. It was, I kind of, I wanted to talk to them. That's why I turned up. I wanted the the friendship. But I realized this, that if I had insisted on what was comfortable for me, I'd have made them feel very uncomfortable. They wanted to talk, but they wanted to talk after they'd served us. After we'd eaten, they were going to eat themselves some other time. And then 
And so for me thinking, you know, washing someone's feet, it's just different. But actually in, in Israel at that time with dirt, sandals on, you lay down to eat. Actually, it was really important that you wash people's feet. And uh, actually, it was the lowest of the low did it. And you could imagine all the disciples who had already been arguing who's the greatest. Uh, already had fallen out, which because uh, they were thinking others wanted the pecking order. They were basically deciding it's not going to be me. And they'd have all looked at each other, peer pressure at its worst. <laughs> and nobody was blinking. <laughs> so basically, they all lay down ready to eat, knowing that actually someone should have done it. And then Jesus, the one who actually probably shouldn't have done it. <laughs> he was the master. He was the Lord. He was the one that they'd given their lives to. He took the basin and he began to wash their feet. And Peter, I've been going through the Gospels just recently and I can't even, I, I knew Peter kind of was always a bit kind of on the front foot with opened his mouth before his brain, which is what <laughs> I tend to do quite regularly. Uh, but I, I unbelievably does. I think the, the gospel writers must have also thought, come on, Peter, we're going to show you for what you were, you know? So, because he's always, pretty, every chapter, he's opening his mouth before anybody else. And so in, it's like, okay, don't do it, God. Don't do it, Jesus. You're not washing me. And they would have done that out of embarrassment out of etiquette, out of, oh, you know, why did I allow this situation to happen? Why was I so big-headed that I wasn't going to do it? Do you know, you can imagine all the things that they've gone through. He said, so don't do it, Jesus. But Jesus said, look, effectively, I, I need to. So Jesus, Peter said, well, if you're going to wash me, wash everybody. And he said, look, no, I don't need to do that. Just just your feet and um, it's important what Jesus says after this because it was a massive teaching opportunity that Jesus said because Jesus said this after in verse 12 after washing their feet he put on the robe again and sat down and said do you understand what I was doing you call me teacher and lord and you are right because that's what I am and since I am your lord and teacher have washed your feet you ought to wash each other's feet and you know what serving at this time is so important and i've been really blessed the amount of people that serve mary and myself bought us food and so many things i heard someone say the other day and listening to a, a pastor from manchester and uh, he, he said this he said that at this time, people will know who served us. And it is interesting, isn't it, that at this time, when people look back, what they'll remember is those who served them. And I think it's so important that actually, wherever we can, we serve not just one another, but we actually serve our streets, our friends, people around us, the people who are isolated, 
And uh, one of our uh, leaders was saying a couple of weeks ago that actually he had gone up and down his road and put a little leaflet through the door, just basically saying, if you're self-isolating, please give me a call and we'll do what we can. We had people texting back. I had someone else who had done something very similar and said they had conversations with people. You can't do that now. He could have done it when he did, he did it two or three weeks ago with people who had, who had never talked to and been on the same road for years. So I do believe that this time we're going to have some extraordinary stories of how people have served one another. And the disciples, it was a big lesson for them that if you want to lead, leadership comes by washing the feet. Leadership comes by serving one another. So I hope that's been helpful. It's God's timing. He's in control. Authority helps us face pressure as well as changing history. <laughs>